Welcome to episode 46 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Dr. Isaac Norman. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Joined here today by Dr. Isaac Norman, a man who I was introduced to as Isaac, but now he's Dr. Isaac, rightfully so. Isaac, what's up, man? Happy to be here, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been some time for sure. But uh, I'm happy, to, you know, that we've stayed in, in enough contact and, and been able to reconnect both as, you know, a little bit older, a little bit more mature now and, and more professional. I'd like to think so. Um, so you're definitely grinding away on the Instagram, online fitness. I think it's the way to go, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's I appreciate that. Um, it's it was a definitely a, the, the map or it, it wasn't the initial plan when I left chiropractic school, but it was the plan that kind of came to be. So I'm happy that things are, are working out, but you know, lots of, lots of time left to, to make it work for real. Yeah, no, you look like you're doing well and put out great content. So I'm happy to be here and support you. Honestly. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And, and, and likewise, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see that you and so many of our other classmates have, you know, got through the program and through maybe the hardest time ever just dealing with like the time you guys graduated was right when COVID was a thing and that I can't imagine what the mess that was with board exams and finishing up your clinical hours and all that stuff. But you know, you guys all made it and everyone more or less looks like they're doing well and, and busy and, and successful in practice thus far. Yeah. We're just over, I guess a year into practice from our graduating class. And it was definitely an interesting time graduating in the midst of COVID and trying to start out and, you know, slowly build a clinic and things like that. But Hey, so far, from what I can tell, like talking to classmates and fellow colleagues, everyone seems to be. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's great to see. So give us a quick little intro. Who are you? What do you do? And, you know, sure. let people, so let people know. I'm a Toronto based chiropractor. Um, I'm at Lauren Young. If you do know Toronto at all, it's kind of right in the heart of the city. Um, I grew up in Nova Scotia, so. Eastern province of Canada. I was avid surfer, athlete, all the stuff that you expect from like typical, typical kid out East. Um, did my undergraduate at Dalhousie kinesiology, worked as a kin for a year, wanted to do something a little bit more, kind of be my own boss and have more of a control of the show. Uh, pushed me into chiropractic, did four years up here in Toronto. I like the city. I like the atmosphere. Um, I like people. I like where I am right now in terms of the clinic. So decided to stick around and year and a half out, here I am trying to help as many people as I can and just kind of build a name for myself and do good work. Amazing. And, and you're doing a great job of it. When you first came to Toronto to, to CMCC, was that your first time in Toronto? Um, it was my first time in Toronto. Like I had been here for like Jay's game with buddies and just my family has a lot of friends up here. We would come now and then to visit. Um, but I didn't have a good like understanding or like layout of the city. So it, it did feel like my first time when I came up and, you know, just kind of winged it, like pack two bags, hop on the plane. Here's my apartment. Here's where I am. Let's figure it out. So yeah. awesome. it was fun though. I didn't mind it. What, what are some of the biggest differences like lifestyle wise? from you know living out east to living in the in the big it's just city. like i think with most bigger cities compared to like a, like i grew up in a, a rural community so 
I went from like a rural community to living in like a city, Halifax, which is, it's not a big city. It's like 500,000 people and it's the only city in Nova Scotia. Uh, so the transition from like the rural community that I grew up in to there was a little bit different. It's like, oh, like it's a little busier, a little more fast paced, but like easy to get used to. And then the transition from Halifax to Toronto is just like a little bit bigger of a transition, obviously like fast paced, like always open, go, go, go. I feel like everybody's uh, working a little bit. Like it's, it's weird to say, but I feel like everyone works a little bit harder here. Like they have that mentality that it's like, oh, like everybody else is working hard. There's a lot of people here. Like I kind of use that to like find inspiration and like, oh, like I, I kind of like that. Like I like to be pushed and like work hard and be driven and have like uh, that like rustle and bustle. So I find like that, that is the biggest difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that seems to be, you know, quite, quite common. The, the, the big city is just like too much go, go, go. And some people yeah. might see that as a, as a, as a positive and some people might see that as a negative. Right. And so it's, you know, yeah, to, for to sure. It, it really depends on your personality. Like I, I'm someone who likes that, like go, 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 like work, 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 you know, not for everybody, but yeah, it's for me. So. And, and do you think that that will change over time? Like you're still young and like career, you know, early stage um, of the career, like over time, you think that will change and you might move back out East? I hope so. Honestly, like I like to, I think it's good to kind of like have this mentality when you're, when you're younger and like have the ambition and the drive and the energy to do it. But yeah, like maybe like 20 years down the road, I don't want to be grinding, grinding, grinding every day. It'd be nice to kind of settle down and relax and maybe, maybe take a trip back out. Yeah. That seems maybe, like maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll there's a, there's a lot of time between between now and, and 20 years from now. So, exactly, exactly. so there's plenty of time to, you know, see see where the road takes you and lots of people to be to be helped in the in the meantime there. In the little bio that you sent me ahead of time, one thing that really caught my eye was that you said in the community that you grew up, grew up in, it taught you a lot of things, one of which was respect for the ocean. What does that mean? Yes, I was pretty fortunate where I grew up. Like the ocean was in my backyard, like stones throw away. I woke up, like there it was. Um, I guess when I talk about like respect for the ocean, it it has to do a lot with like my background in surfing. Um, growing up, I like right on the beach, so it was just like something that like naturally came. Like there are other people around me that did it. It was just like a thing to do. So you know, got hooked on that. And it's, it's a lot about like how you can't really control a lot of factors and like how you have nothing like, but respect for it because you can't change it. You can't control it in terms of like waves and wind and, and things like that. It's like, it demands respect. So taking like lessons that I've learned from this, like, waiting and planning and like all these things that I, I have no control over, but like I have to plan for, I think it just, it kind of ties into a little bit of that, which it's hard to understand unless you've, you've like been in it. But if you've ever been like spent or spent a, a lot of time, like around a force that you can't really control, like you have nothing but respect for it because there's nothing else you can do. Interesting. Yeah, I can yeah. I can understand that on like a conceptual level, but obviously I've never lived yeah. like by the ocean for exactly. for an extended period of time. So so it's hard for me to like, you know, fully relate to that, but I totally get it. And it sounds amazing. Just 
you know, understanding that there's things you can't control, but you know, you do your best to prepare your body, prepare your, you know, prepare yourself, prepare your day, whatever it is. And then you, it's, it's up to chance and then that's it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but you do the best that you can with what you have. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. We both, we both cut out there. That's okay though. Keep going. Oh, we're back. We're back. Yeah. 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 The best, I feel like you, you need to plan, right? Like, I feel like you should always have in terms of like life and fit, like, I know you talk about fit fitness and like goal setting. Like, I think it's always important to like plan for success, but like, if it doesn't happen, you know, you have something to fall back on, or at least you can like make alternative kind of routes to where you want to be. Right. And, and that would probably be so important in, in, is very directly related to athletics. Like I'm sure you had your share of injuries as an athlete in all the sports that you played, like, like anybody does. And it's like, yeah, you, you train, right. You eat, right. You, you do all the things and you know, shit happens sometimes. Sometimes you, you know, you'll, you'll roll your ankle, you lose a race, you lose a competition. It is what it is. You just get back up and keep going. Yeah. And for me specifically, like I talk about it a lot with like my patients and like, kind of like having like that long-term goal, but in terms of like having a plan and like preparing, I thought that like when I was younger, like I thought all that stuff was like pretty lame. Like you just like show up, you, you work hard, you do it, like good things will happen. But when I started to really like focus on like specific goals and, and having a plan in the, in the gym with my nutrition, with like recovery and sleep and like rehabbing injuries, it, it made such a, a huge difference at the time when I was uh, like competing in track and field um, for, for Dalhousie. Um, I noticed that like my, my like time, like time trial times and like practice and like meets, like such drastic improvement when I actually started to like pay attention and like, follow the plan that I'd set for myself and like actually hold myself accountable. Like it, it, it made the biggest difference in like my athletic career and like my training that it's, I think it should be done by probably everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like in hindsight, that probably seems so obvious, like, you know, make a plan that's good and then follow it is, is really the essence of that. But, but when you're in it, especially when you're young and, and you know, you're, you know, full of, uh, energy and positivity as like a young athlete, it's like, you don't think these things, you're just on top of the world. No, and then no. you look back and like, Oh shit, I could have just done that a little better. Exactly. And like looking back, like, obviously I don't have any like regrets on my athletic career or anything like that, but I wish, you know, I would have started like planning thing, like planning and having something to follow through on a little bit sooner, maybe towards like high school or like middle school or something like that, instead of just like macho kind of mentality, like, no, just like, just do this, like, just do it. It'll be fine. Like, nah, there's more, it's there's okay. a little bit more to it, but I think, but there's I, think a little that, more to it. I think that that experience probably, it probably bleeds into a lot of the way you treat patients now. And like, you can't just wing it like these you know, conditions and, and injuries and, and pains and aches and pains that people are coming to you with, like they didn't happen by accident. They happened because of something that they are doing or something that happened to them in their life. And, you know, there are ways that we can fix this. It's not just, it's not just all magic that it happens, something bad happens and then it just fixes by itself. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm very, very particular with like my treatment plans for all my patients like everybody gets an individualized plan there's no like cookie cutter like this is what we're going to do for everybody with this condition 
as you have to look at the individual like as an individual like why are they coming in they they're clearly coming in for a reason they have specific goals that they want to achieve and you have to ask them you have to get this out of them and once you have a good understanding of what like they want to achieve and what you know is possible then you can have something that's like timely it's going to be cost efficient for them it's going to have like long lasting results and it's going to be something that will hopefully like have a really positive impact in your life instead of just like winging it or like cookie cutter program like something like that and and that i feel has actually been what's been a huge benefit of mine in terms of like just talking from like uh like a new cairo uh like a referral source for new patients We're like wow like you you really take your time and try to understand and come up with something that's like specific to me and really individualized to me and people people really appreciate that and they, they can see that and i think that it's just what should be done for everybody. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like, that's amazing that you do that and that people say that about you, but does it ever strike you as weird that people say that as a compliment? Cause it sounds like that should just be the norm. Like that, that should be how all people treat and, and train people, but it's obviously not. It's obviously not. And it's unfortunate. It doesn't strike me as odd. Cause I kind of, I kind of knew it was that way a little bit. So right. it, it doesn't, it doesn't really strike me as odd. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, I, I kind of, I have an understanding that that, that can be the way that it is. Um, but it is like, it does feel great to like, actually like receive like gratitude for it and be like, Oh, and it doesn't, it's not like it's, it's not a hard process. Like at the end of the day, I think like my, like my job is to like get my patients better. Like that's the only thing I'm really concerned about. Like there's a bunch of different ways to get there, but it's finding the, the best way for your patient. And like, maybe like, and it has to be like, again, it has to be timely, effective and like not long drawn out with like not any kind of goal or like end result in mind other than like, okay, you feel a little bit better. Cool. Yeah. Right. It's, it's simple when you, when you break it down like that, but it is, it's more work rather than just giving, you know, every patient who comes in with a sore shoulder, you have your, you know, Isaac's shoulder routine and you just do the same thing every single time. Like that wouldn't, you know, it might help some people and it might help everyone a little bit, but it's not going to help any one person all the way. Right. Exactly. Like I just look at it like you wear many different hats, just figure out what hat to wear. Right. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Why did you choose chiropractic of all the, of all the fields that, you know, encompass health and wellness and whatever? Why was it chiropractic after your work as a kid? So I was under the care of a chiro, um, back when I had like some shoulder impingement and it was related to surfing. I like couldn't get my arm behind my back, couldn't get my arm over my head. It was, it was stuck. Um, had a really great experience, uh, with her. She kind of pushed me to apply. She thought I would be a good kind of fit for the profession. And I had shadowed a lot of the other professions that I had considered going into at the time, GP, optometry, dentist, things like that. I, I learned a few things about myself along the way. Like, don't like hospitals at all. I don't like mouths that much. Eyes are okay. Probably could have gone like 
optometry, but um, chiropractic just seemed like it was something that I would be good at. And it was up my alley. Again, like I do like to kind of be a trainer and an educator and like a healer or whatever you want to call it. And, and chiropractic is a field and a profession that you can take all those things and combine them into one and like excel and be really good at like what you do. So I yeah. just found that it was a good fit. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a that makes a lot of sense because you're you do have the flexibility to, like you previously mentioned, wear several hats, right? And so you know people think of chiropractors obviously as you know the backcracker. Well, that's just you know that's one tool in the toolbox and a small tool in the toolbox, right? It's it's not it's it's the thing that you know the the title legally allows you to do, but mm-hmm. there's a whole mu- there's a whole lot more that uh, that can be done and, and should be done, right? Exactly, and like. I do have a lot of patients that all they want to do is like get cracked and I'm fine with that. Like if that's all you want. I can do it. Like, sure. No problem. But if you, if you do want to improve any kind of your athletic ability, or if you want to improve some of your functional deficits, if you do want to work on things other than just getting your back cracked, like, please, please come in. Yeah. Like I'm happy. I'm happy. But again, I'm not going to force some kind of, like exercise prescription or lifestyle modification program on someone who I know like they, they just don't want it. It's, it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of their time. And again, that's something that you, you figure out within the first couple of visits, doing your intakes, meeting your patients, building some reports, again, going back to like wearing multiple hats, like I can do it, happy to do it, but I can also do these other. Right. And, and like you said, you know, it's, it's not going to help anybody. Just forcing this stuff down people's throats doesn't work. Everybody, like, you know, the common things, everybody knows you need to sleep eight hours a night and eat healthy foods and exercise your body. Everybody knows the things that they have to do, but people don't do them. So there's got to, there's got to be more to it. If a patient coming in who just, all they want to do is get their back cracked and that's going to make them feel better, you know, assuming it's safe and whatever, you know, you've done your, your due diligence there, then yeah, sure. If that's going to help them and then you, you work on it, right? You build that rapport with them and then you work on it and say, okay, how about we, you know, whatever it is that's going to apply to that patient to, to add to it slowly. Yeah. Slow and slow and steady. Right. Yeah. Again, I see, I see this with a lot of individuals who are trying to make like lifestyle modifications in terms of like health and fitness. They make really drastic changes all at once. And they don't stick through it because, you know, drastic changes are drastic. They're, they're hard to, they're hard to reinforce as habits. So, you know, slow and steady kind of wins the race in, in both of those, in both of those things. Yeah. Are there, are there any patients that you see that do make drastic changes that do stick to them? Like, does it work for some people and, and who are those people if you've, if you've encountered any of them? Uh, a hand, a handful. Yes. And it's, it's usually someone who's made a drastic change already, like in something else in like their life, whether it be like picking up and moving cities or changing careers or like some, something along those lines, not, not related to like, like health and fitness, just right. something that they've already like Oh, like you've already done this. So just apply it to like health and wellness and your lifestyle and it'll be, but I've, I've not seen a a lot of it. Yeah. 
I, I, I've seen the same. You know, I've, there's a handful of people, a very small handful of people who are like, okay, I want to start, you know, they go from nothing to, I want to start working out five days a week, eat all, you know, super healthy, follow this, you know, whatever strict diet and like sleep all the time and like do all these things, meditate an hour a day. And like some people can, can manage that and going the slow and steady route doesn't work for them because it's like not enough of a stimulus for them. But again, these people are, you know, few and far between. And I don't think that that's the best way to do it for most people, but if that's the kind of person you are, then, then, you know, by all means, you got, again, individualized approach, you got to do what works for you. Exactly. And, you know, I think the, the best idea or kind of mindset around it is building like small habits that eventually just like, you don't even notice their habits anymore. It's just like the way things are. And, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, eventually, you know, it'll be the new normal. And, I found like just speaking for myself that that has always been what's worked the best. And from like other people who I've talked to who have like very similar mindsets and they're successful in whatever they're doing, or they have like a really great like physique or they have a good fitness regime. They're, they're strong. They're healthy. It's that's a lot of, a lot of work. Right. For sure. And so on this note, you mentioned to me just before we started that you kind of recently started CrossFit. So what's your approach to that? been yeah so after undergrad um like being a varsity athlete i was always in gym like i was a sprinter so sprint training weights four or five six days a week after that stopped i basically became kind of like a like a gym bro just like going like run it through like squat bench deadlift do some accessory work like try to get bigger try to get stronger I did that the whole time I was at CMCC. So that was just like, like four years of that. It's fun. I had a good time. <laughs> um, and then what happened is pandemic, obviously, um, everything closed down. I was back in Nova Scotia at the time and lockdown restrictions were a little bit different there. So specialty, like specialty gyms were allowed to open a lot sooner than commercial and, and recreational gyms. Uh, and there was a CrossFit gym that was close to me. So I figured, oh, like, I'd like to get back in the gym. Like, I kind of wanted to try CrossFit, see what it's about. Um, tried it out. It was it's great. It's fun. It's an hour. It's in and out. It's, it's hard. I thought, like, I, I thought it was, like, difficult. I was like, yeah, it's probably hard. Man, it is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and I like that. I like that push. I like that, um, kind of community atmosphere. I like the, like where I am now, like shout out to breaker strength. I really like the coaching. I like that they have kind of like competitive leaderboards. I like that they hold you accountable. Um, it's just, it's something different too. Like, I feel like I was at a point where I was getting a little bit like bored with like squat bench dead do accessories. Um, so it was a good kind of breath of fresh air for me. And it's allowed me to work on stuff that I was wanting to work on, but never really pushed myself to do it. Like Olympic lifting, <clears throat> gymnastics, stuff like that. I think that stuff's like all very like impressive. If you can do like really heavy, like clean and jerk snatch, I want to kind of like get better at that. So CrossFit was kind of a way to, a way to do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the one thing that I've, I've always maintained about the CrossFit community and not that I'm 
part of it or have ever done CrossFit, but the, the community aspect of it is very strong. And like you were mentioning, the leaderboards, the accountability, the, 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 the group aspect to it, like that's all like really amazing stuff that, that comes with it. And then the, always the, the drawback is like, oh, well, people get injured. What's, what's your experience with that been? Like you are someone who had a strong exercise background, an athlete, a good understanding, obviously of, of the human body and injuries and all these things. So you're, you know, much more advanced than, than the average person, but just from an observational standpoint, how is it coached to someone who is a beginner or hit or who isn't as experienced as someone like you? Yes. So again, I don't have a huge amount of experience with CrossFit yet. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to speak on it, but from my little over year experience, I've only been to like two CrossFit gyms, but it is very dependent on the coaching staff. I, I do feel as long as they kind of have a good understanding of movement and capabilities and like how to push someone and specifically like how to scale like a lot of the like class requirements for like the workout of the day or like whatever it may be there's always a scaling like there should always be a scaling option i feel and scaling appropriately is something that will obviously prevent injuries and prevent people from hurting themselves and it's a bit on like the the individual in the class, like the the athlete and the coach to kind of have some kind of agreement on where that, that person is and their athletic ability or their lifting ability just to uh, avoid that. Um, So that's, that's a lot of what I see as long as like the scale is appropriate injuries can definitely be avoided or like, definitely low, a low rate, a lower rate of injuries. It's like the scale. Right. Would you say that there's still a lot of onus on the individual, the person taking the class to like, you know, understand when something is too much or something is too difficult or too heavy or whatever the case may be to say like, Hey, okay, I need to, I need to regress this myself, or I need to ask for more help, or I need to, you know, do a different exercise or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like you can you can hurt yourself in any recreational gym yeah, of course. just as quick as you can hurt yourself in any CrossFit class. And like a lot of the blame is probably going to be on you, not, not whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think like yeah. one way that I've always kind of described CrossFit to people who ask it to me, and again, zero experience with it other than just as an observer, but CrossFit is a sport. It's not just like, you know, going for a walk and going for, you know, just exercise alone. CrossFit in essence is a sport the same way basketball and football and all these things are sports. Like you're not just going to get up off the couch after not doing exercise for 20 years and then go full out playing five on five basketball. Like that's, you're going to, you're probably going to get injured doing that too, right? It's just people, people don't do that as adults, but they, they think they can do CrossFit after doing nothing, a hundred percent effort. And, and then of course you're going to get injured, right? Right. And I, I kind of forgot that CrossFit was a sport. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just like a workout class, but no, like the, the goal is to like, you know, do well in like the open or like do well in like a competition. So it, it is a sport. Like it's a little bit nice actually when you, when you go into class, like with that in mind, because if you look at the workout or it has something that you, it's like a movement that you're like really bad at, you're like, oh, I hate this. But then you kind of like remind yourself that like, oh, just like think of it like practice. Like, you know, you never wanted to like practice a sport. Like sometimes like, oh, it's like just the worst thing. Like you'd rather just play a game. Right. 
But if you think of some of the workouts that you might not like as just a chance to like get better at that movement or get better at that skill and think of it like practice, like I think it's a little bit better of a mindset and it's, it's kind of helpful to like get you through it. Um, so that's, that's another way that I like to look at it. Do you think that it also, cause I know that you, you like thinking about and talking about kind of like training mindset stuff a lot. Is it, do you think that it's built into CrossFit that there is like this goal oriented kind of like constant improvement mindset that's almost automatic? Whereas if you're just going to the gym on your own, you have to really kind of pull that out of you to make sure that you're adding weight to the bar or adding reps or, you know, progressing yourself in whatever manner. But in CrossFit, it's like, no, no, the class is doing this. Like we're doing this. You don't just get to skip out on the, on the snatches today because you don't like snatches. Like you got to do them. Yeah, I think so. It definitely, it holds you accountable and it, it does kind of encourage you to make that like progressive overload progress or like a better like time or a better score. And it, it is, it's definitely like, it is built in like a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's a very good thing. I mean, sounding to me like I'm, I'm giving a lot of pluses for CrossFit here. This is, this is new. This is new to me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm still, I'm still like, I don't, I don't really have even enough experience to like speak that much on it, but so far so good. I'll, yeah. I'll say you're, you're not totally drinking the Kool-Aid, but you like, it. no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> What is your, what are your training goals then right now? Is it, do you have any specific things? Do you, do you ever plan on competing in CrossFit or are you just trying to have fun and keep pushing yourself physically? Yeah. Like right now I just kind of want to have fun with my workouts. Um, I'm crying. I'm crazy crunch for time. Like I'm busy in clinic. I have a bunch of other stuff going on. Uh, so when I was kind of training on my own, I was like two hours, two and a half hours, like warm up, lift, like, do like your five by five, your six by six, your whatever you're doing that day, do some accessory work, do a little cool down, like two hours, two and a half hours in the gym. Like I, I just, I can't do it right now. Yeah. So uh, an hour in the gym, like, and feeling like I'm working a little, maybe even like a little bit harder at times than the time I was spending two and a half hours. Uh, like that's like one of the things that is like keeping me doing it right now. Um, in terms of like goals, like I want to snatch my body weight, still can't do that. Um, I want to hit like, eventually, like I want to hit a 315, like clean jerk. Like, I know that's a while away and then maybe get better at double unders cause I'm really bad at them. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, kind of where I was, when I, where I was going with this was that, Training can be fun, but it can also be hard. Like you don't have to just training for fun doesn't mean doing, you know, Zumba class or doing something that's like super and, you know, no, no, no knock on Zumba, but like, you know, doing something that's not intense or not training towards a goal. Like you can have fun and train hard at the same time. How do you personally marry those things in in your mind? How can you have fun and train hard at the same time? Yeah. Um, again, it depends on the individual, but like, I like to like feel that like that, like that workout pain, that like pain from the workout is like, it's good for me. Yeah. So I feel that like the, the self harm or like the, the pain that I bring on myself, like it it makes me like a a better person. It makes me stronger. it, It helps me in like all of my other aspects of my life. Um, and you know, I think that's the best way to think about it. Like 
you, you suffer, you, you force yourself to suffer a little bit. So you learn lessons and you can learn, take those lessons that you learn and apply them in other aspects of your life. And yeah, exactly. other aspects of your life will improve as you get better at suffering and teaching yourself lessons. And- yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that whole concept of, of exercise. That's my whole philosophy of everything, but it's like this, this willful suffering in the gym. That's in a, you know, relatively controlled environment where, you know, nothing detrimental to your life is going to happen in there so that when things do happen in the real world, be it a pandemic, be it a, you know, something in your family, some, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. It's like, okay, I've done hard stuff before every day, every week in the gym. Like I can handle hard stuff. And of course the the stuff is different, but the, the difficulty of it is something that will, uh, you know, you'll, you, it will be familiar to you, very similar to what you were saying earlier about people who have, you know, done a big life change where they, you know, move cities, change careers totally at a, at a later stage of life or something like that are better suited to take on a lot of changes with their health and wellness at one time rather than taking the gradual approach because they are accustomed to like these big, huge changes. Exactly. And like, I think all of us are going to go through like, hard times like there's going to be things in your life that happen that you're not going to want to happen and they're going to happen anyway and you're going to have to deal with it and you better have a good way of dealing with it or it's just going to make it worse yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna crumble under the pressure and i think that that's unfortunately something that we saw very often with with covid for for a lot of us it was the you know i've said this a million times now but it's like it was the first time that something difficult happened in our life and if if we had never dealt with any type of adversity before it it crushed some people unfortunately because they had no better way to no understanding of how to deal with something that was difficult like that before yeah and again i saw i i did see a lot of that and like for me just like speaking from my own experience like i was in toronto at the time um everything started to like go into a lockdown and like my first like idea was like i gotta like i gotta get out of here like there's, there's no way i'm spending like, there's no way i'm spending um two what was supposed to be two weeks but i knew it was going to be a little bit longer like cooped up in toronto so it was like my girlfriend and i like first flight out of toronto right to nova scotia like right to the like middle of the woods nice. we were there for five months it was it was honestly a, a great time i had a great a great COVID experience <laughs> sorry to those who didn't but yeah it was it was difficult um for sure for for some people who didn't kind of have um who have not kind of dealt with things not going their way or how they had planned them right for sure i mean again again common themes here with planning and, and doing the best you can given the circumstances and then you know you let the chips fall as they as they may with with all respect back to the to the ocean off the top of it i want to switch into a little bit more of your your chiro stuff here what type of patients do you typically treat now kind of all over the place or are there a certain demographic yeah it's of it's it's all over the place um a lot of office workers with general like posture like postural issues like neck pain, shoulder pain, low back pain, spend eight to 12 hours a day sitting at a desk. Those types of patients are uh, a majority of them. And then a few weekend warriors here and there. Um, a few athletes uh, from a gym, which are good. I like to, I like to treat kind of 
people who are maybe injuring themselves in the gym or they're trying not to injure themselves in the gym. They're just trying to like make sure that happens. Uh, and then quite a few, uh, old, like an older population of people, like 80 plus who live kind of in like condos around the area and they just kind of come in general aches and pains, but again, they want to make sure that nothing is wrong. So it, it is a lot of uh, like wellness and maintenance care, which again, like I, I really enjoy doing because it's that way you can incorporate like, oh, like the slow transition of like lifestyle changes or like exercise changes or like including exercise because again, if they're coming in and there's nothing really wrong other than like a little bit of neck, a little bit of back, a little bit of shoulder pain, it's easy to kind of lead into, well, let's let's look at this let's try to change this let's like get you out let's like include daily walks let's like get you up from your chair every 20 minutes instead of spending like 12 hours like it's slow and slow and steady um just like lifestyle changes with like a lot of the patients that who are again they're, they're very different like a lot of a different population but that goes back to like the the wearing the different hats thing which is great because like the day flies if you're seeing a bunch of a bunch of different um types of types of patients and people and personalities it just cruises yeah i can imagine that if you were treating the same you know avatar of, of person all the time it would just get very monotonous like okay we'll do the same thing and you have the same conversation like 12 times a day and it's like okay that's just, this is enough we need some we need some some mixing up here but it's it's really nice to hear that there's a lot of people who are coming in sort of preventative or or more on the maintenance side of thing rather than people who are solely coming in to fix an injury and i say fix an injury like in air quotes where it's like uh we, we've done we've neglected we've had a problem and now we need to fix it whereas people are sound like they're getting a little more ahead of it exactly and i do i, I do see like a few cases of like injuries of and course. back pain and like that and like that is obviously like kind of a shorter treatment plan like a little bit more aggressive like okay this is what we're going to do like this is our these are our goals. This is where we are now. This is where we want to be halfway through. This is where we want to be at the end. Uh, and then once the treatment plan is like finished up and they're either like 90, 95, hundred percent better. And they're like, well, what do we do now? Like, I want to, I want to keep coming in and I'm like, Oh, perfect. Well, like you don't have anything like inherently wrong, no injuries, no problems like that. But now we can kind of work on those like lifestyle changes <clears throat> and uh, just kind of like, make you the best version of yourself that's that's what i that's kind of the end goal of like what i want to be yeah i love that that's a great way to that's a great way to to put it and to think of it as well with with the patients that you see in in some of the older population and and not even the 80 plus but and as say older you know apologies to anybody who's listening but like let's say 50 plus older than you know you and i let's say in the 20s and 30s um are there any common themes you see among these people where it's like people in our age demographic should be paying attention to this stuff now so that we don't have those same issues? Um, I mean, a lot of it is, is just where like wear and tear, like father time takes its toll. Um, a lot of patients in the older, not to say older, but like the older age demographic, they come in with their reports and it's like, Generative changes here, arthritic changes here, and they're they're very concerned, and they're like, oh, I have like all these things wrong with me, and it's like, eh, well, 
you and everybody else who is probably <laughs> your age has these, has these things wrong with them. And again, it's nothing, it's not like wrong. And they're like, Oh, I don't even like really feel that bad. And again, it's, it's just about like getting them moving, making sure that they like are able to do everything that they want to do. Um, and again, exercise is in my opinion, like a, a big part of, of aging like gracefully and like being able to live your best life when, when you're older. So as a, as a younger person, it's a lot easier to learn like good movement mechanics now for like squats and hip hinge and overhead press. It's a, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to hammer those fundamentals now and try to learn them when you're a little bit older for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a common theme for sure. Like amongst everyone, everyone who gets into fitness, you know, 50 plus, and that's their first time stepping into the gym or, or stepping into the world of wellness. Let's say their first visit to a chiropractor or first visit to anybody. They're like, wow, I wish I did this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, whatever yeah. it was that they were kind of on top of things. I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but you mentioned it there, like the degenerative disc disease, degenerative joint, arthritic joint. Do you want to just quickly describe that? and why someone doesn't necessarily have to worry about that. Like saying that you have degenerative something is not a death sentence. Like your body is not disintegrating and you're going to die. Why, how can people kind of evaluate that in, in their own mind? Um, in their own mind, I think the best way to look at it is as you age, um, structures in your body are going to naturally age with you. And any type of like degeneration is a, a naturally occurring process. Like it's not unnatural that this is happening to you and it doesn't have to mean that you're in pain. It doesn't have to mean that something's going to break. It doesn't have to mean that there's anything wrong. Again, it's just natural structural changes that happen as you get older because you know, all the time is honestly just bearing on you. Yeah, I think that that's a yeah. a good way to sum it up because I know that you know I've encountered many people in, in my own in training where it's like oh I have a degenerative disc I have arthritis in this I have and it's like okay well does it like how do you even know that oh the doctor told me the X rays showed this and it's like oh well do you have any pain do you have anything and it's like mm, if it's not impacting you and and you know you're seventy years old yeah yeah some things are going to be some things are going to start to some things are going to start to break down here but you know yeah. obviously check check with your chiro check with your doctor check with whoever don't don't listen to me but you know just to say uh you know you heard it from isaac you don't have to it's not it's not a panic thing it's it's kind of normal no definitely it's not a, it's not a panic. yeah <laughs> but people are people are funny you know and it and it, again i think this comes down a lot to like individualized approach where if you just get that report back from from like the x-ray clinic and you know, you don't get to speak to an individual, but it says like all this list of stuff that you have wrong with your body. As a person who's never been exposed to these terms before, you read that and like, oh my God, my spine is degenerating. Like that's scary, right? But having yeah. the time to talk to someone really helps. Yeah. Especially if the list is like one through 15. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's 15 things wrong with me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ship it in. Yeah. If we, if we, if we all had the opportunity to do like some type of like the most thorough medical exam ever, like we would, nobody would be fine. Everybody would be, have something wrong with them for sure. For sure. For sure. 
Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's just normal, but you know, we do the things that we can to keep ourselves healthy, keep ourselves moving and to kind of offset it and just, uh, just enjoy it along the way. Great way to put it. <laughs> Is there anything else that, uh, you want to kind of leave the people with here in closing? Get out and honestly, just move. Like you don't have to be a, a, a part of a gym. You don't have to do any kind of like crazy exercise routines. You don't have to like do these things to slowly but surely improve your life, increase your fitness, achieve goals that you that you want to achieve. Like start easy like all you need is like the floor the floor in your body like start doing push-ups start going for walks it's like start like start somewhere like start doing something um and then like a little bit more each day uh one thing i did want to talk about is kind of like periodization mm-hmm. like if you are going to start any kind of like change in your life try to like just do a little bit more maybe each week or each day, just like slowly add to it. Um, and that's how you make that steady progress. That's how things steadily get easier. That's how you see those steady gains. Um, that's, that's a big, that's a big one for me. Yeah. And, and I think even just like from, again, going back to the ocean, I've referred back to it a couple of times. It's like, you, you need to make that plan. It's the, the periodization, the progressive overload, it's not going to happen by accident. If you just go for a, a walk and your walk is always 10 minutes and it's always 10 minutes, like that's, that's fine. That's great. But there's no improvement happening if that never changes. So, you know, if someone's not thinking, okay, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes this week, next week, I'm going to walk for 12 minutes the week after 15 minutes, you know, whatever, whatever it is, then, you know, that it's not going to happen by accident. Exactly. 10 minutes this week, 11 minutes next week, 12 minutes the next week. That's it. So on, so forth, up the hill. Yes, yes, sir. That's a good way to, uh, it's a good way to put it. And I think a good way to, to end this off. Let, uh, let everybody know where they can contact you. I'll put the links in the show notes, but the name of the clinic, the location and and your social media and whatnot. For sure. So, uh, the clinic I'm practicing out of, it's called Florian Chiropractic. It's in the heart of Toronto, kind of midtown area, young and blower, easy to get to access through the TTC, if you know what that is, Toronto Transit Committee. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram if you'd like, isaacnorman.dc at gmail.com. Send me a DM if you have any questions, concerns. If you're in the Toronto area and you want to book in, you can do it through uh, the clinic's website, which Daniel is going to link. Or you can just shoot me a message on there. I'm happy to coordinate something with you. Um, thanks for having me on, bro. Of course. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for for sharing and, and, and letting us know about all the good things you got going on. Again, I'm happy to hear that you're doing well and that uh, you know, you're helping people and finally, you know, out of school and, and able to to do the thing now. So that's a that is overwhelmingly a good thing for, for you and for the world, I believe. I like to think so. <laughs> appreciate I really appreciate that though. Of course, man. No problem. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate your time as well. Make sure you send this episode to someone who might need to hear it. Uh, Definitely check out everything that Dr. Isaac has got going on and book in with him if you're in and around Toronto and the the Young and Bloor area or or can easily get there, which is basically everyone. Uh, So check out those things in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. 
Make sure you give the episode a uh, you know subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, follow me on Instagram, whatever, all that stuff. I say this all the time. I don't know if it helps, but eh, maybe it does. <laughs> Just spreading the good message. Go be a good person. Go outside. Move your body. Take it easy.